0: Foundations.
1: Obed-Edom mm. was a Philistine well, from Gath and he was a believer in the one true God. He was more than happy to look after and house the ark of God. He was a believer.
0: And so we only know that because his name is found in a boring list. Exactly. <laughs> foundations, understanding the Jewish foundations of our Christian faith with Robbo Robinson and Mandy Warby. In our last program, we looked at the first genealogy in the Bible and discovered a magnificent message written in the name Meanings. And in this program, we're going to learn another really important purpose for the many lists that prove the validity of the Bible.
1: We looked at, briefly too at the genealogies because the genealogies are just like sometimes they can be, it's like walking through mud trying mm. to read through yep. them and they're kind of a bit boring. But we looked at the, just very briefly, the genealogies of Jesus. In Matthew one and Luke three, realizing they're both actually different genealogies, but they're going through each of his parents and prove his, not only his uh, royalty in connection with David, but also his divinity. Yeah. So that was really exciting, as you said. Then there was the um, the message that we get from putting all the meanings of the names in that first genealogy in Genesis. And then you get the redemption story, That's which is right. amazing.
0: It certainly takes away the boringness of lists when you start to, you know, uncover some of these little gems that are hidden in there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very exciting. And and I, don't, you know, what you don't make doctrine on this kind of stuff. But I like what uh, the late Doctor Chuck Messer said. He said these are like the fingerprints of God all mm. over this, the Bible. Yeah. That just validate the fact that it's of divine origin, not human origin. Yeah. But there's an uh, another uh, couple of things that are very, very important in the Bible, and that is, is the historicity of the Scripture. It's a historical book. It, like if you wanted to, I mean, what's the typical opening line for any fairy tale or fable? It's "Once upon a time yeah, in yeah. a land far away." Far or far if, away, that's right. <laughs> if, it's, if it's Star Wars, it's in a galaxy far, far <laughs> yeah. away. But it tells you that it's basically a fable, it's Mm. a fairy tale, it's not true It's just the work of somebody's imagination But then when you read passages from the Bible That seem to go on with this person and that person And in this month and in that city it was that king And you kind of go, oh this is as dry as, why am I reading this? But the purpose is that it's actually giving you a historical count that can be validated And there's quite a number of, of verses that are like that That if we stopped and thought about it for a little while We'd actually, we're would actually we actually getting a history lesson.
0: That's right. Well, a great example of that's found in Jeremiah. The first few verses of the book, it says, The words of Jeremiah, the son of Hilkiah, of the priests who were in Anathoth, in the land of Benjamin, to whom the word of the Lord came in the days of Josiah, the son of Ammon, king of Judah, in the thirteenth year of his reign. It came also in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, until the end of the eleventh year of Of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, until the exile of Jerusalem in the fifth month. So, once again, there's a fair bit of dryness, I guess, to all those names and dates, but unlike a fairy tale, this provides a fair bit of, as you said, historicity uh, to show that this isn't fiction, this is actually factual events, places, names, and, and dates.
1: Absolutely. And one of the interesting things, and I guess I've learned a lot of this because I've, I've been to Israel so many times and I've, I love history and I have always had a secret desire that I would love to be an archaeologist because you're literally pulling history out of the ground and you mm. learn so much. But they say if you want to actually discover um the history of the Jewish people, you really need two things: a shovel in one hand and a Bible in the other. Mm. and And when they have used those two m- yeah. measuring sticks or m- methods, they've literally uncovered so much history that confirms the Bible. yeah that's right. it's fabulous. but there's there's also another really important thing about the listing of names in the Bible. And sometimes you you kind of wonder why some people are actually even mentioned. What is the point? I mean, not every single citizen that ever lived in Israel has their name written in the Scripture, but some people do, and you kind of think, "Well, who are they? and Why did they get a mention?
0: Yeah. Why is it significant?
1: Why?" Yeah, and one of those is a a man by the name of Obed-edom, and he and and there's a um. In 1 Chronicles, there's a passage in 1 Chronicles 26 between verses 4 and 8. It mentions him and it mentions his sons, his grandsons, that they were all very capable, strong men. Um, And you kind of think, well, why do we even need to know that? But do you remember the story of when King David was trying to bring the ark into the holy city and he, he stuck it on the back of a of a cart. Do you Mm, remember that?
0: Yeah, so that's right. He was uh, returning it after it had been stolen by the Philistines and, yeah, didn't do it right. I mean, obviously, according to the formula that God had given, should have been on the priest's shoulders, brought it on a cart, and then, of course, it went to look like it was going to tip off and he went to yeah steady it and God struck him dead, you know, bit of a bolt of lightning out of the sky and this guy's dead, which I guess upset David, but as a result, the cart was kind of mid transit and <laughs> yes, didn't know what was. to do with it. So David you know, stuck it in this guy's house OBED at Edom.
1: David was was cranky. He thought that God had overstepped the bounds. Could you imagine thinking mm. God had overstepped the bounds? And you're right. As you said, they were supposed to bring the ark in. There were, the instructions for carrying the ark were very clear. They had to be on the priests of the shoulders. These men were called, anointed, gifted. That was their job, to carry the presence of God through the, the, the nation, through the amongst the people. You don't Dick God on the back of a cart, yeah, and um, and so rather than bring the ark in, David said it's got to stay somewhere. Who lives close? And they said Obed-edom. Obed-edom says, "Yeah, I'll I'll house the ark." And it, the ark stayed there for three months, and God blessed him so much mm. that a report got sent to David and said, "This guy's being blessed out of sight." Mm. And David goes. Mm, well, perhaps we could do with some of that. So he then goes and he brings the ark into Jerusalem. He does it the right way this time, and there are no problems. Yeah. David was the one who was in error in that previous account, but who was Obed-edom? Well, if you go to one Chronicles thirteen thirteen, it actually tells you that Obed-edom was a Gittite. And you think, well, who were the Gittites? The Gittites were from Gath. Who else do we know came from Gath?
0: Oh, that would be uh, Goliath was from Gath, wasn't it? Goliath
1: came from Gath. Gath was a Philistine city. Now, Mm -hmm. we often have said in in, in other programs, how is it that when God has shown his power to these pagan peoples, why is it they didn't fall on their knees and worship God? Most of them said no. Obed-Edom was a Philistine from Gath, who was well aware that God was the one true God, he actually, I believe, was a convert, and he was living among wow. the Jewish people right on the outskirts of Jerusalem, and he was a believer in the one true God. He was
0: more than happy That's amazing.
1: to look after and house the ark of God. He was a believer.
0: And so we only know that because his name is found in a boring list.
1: Exactly. <laughs> and the fact that he was, you know, Obed-Edom, the Gittite. Otherwise, we wouldn't wouldn't care where he was from. But what is really remarkable about this particular story is that you have a Philistine who is living in and among, alongside, like as part of the nation, this Philistine with the Jewish people who is a lover of God, a believer in God, who wants to honour him. From that we understand that God is not a racist mm. He called the Jewish people for a purpose To be a light to the nations yeah. And in a very dramatic fashion They were a light Showing and demonstrating the one true God Through that battle of David and Goliath Okay, we're talking about David was still king here mm. In his childhood He killed Goliath He would have known that obed came from Gath Yeah, that's right so this is all happening in that one lifetime. God is not a racist. The Jewish people have been a light to the nations of the world at that particular time—a light to the Philistine people. Yeah. And Obed-edom, maybe even a few, a handful more Philistines, had were living amongst the Jewish people. We don't know. We know he was. Yeah. And God was for them. So whether the Jewish people have been in their obedience or disobedience, like David was in that particular instance, bringing the ark in the first time on the cart. God has proven himself to be real. He has shown himself. God is for all people. I find that fantastic.
0: For sure. And it all comes out of some boring lists that are found (laughs) in the Bible. It's fascinating. (laughs) Well, join us again next time on Foundations as we continue to uncover some of these gems found in God's word as we learn about the Hebrew foundations of our faith.